can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Welcome back to the show and to episode two of our Back to the Basics series. Today is all about creating alignment with your team by creating and sharing your vision and your strategy. I'm taking a lot of inspiration for this episode and exercises still from the book, The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. You uh, you have to read it. I know I'm going to mention it a lot, but I really hope you read it. Also, just want to throw it out there. If somehow this podcast gets into the earbuds of Patrick, I'd love to have you on the show and to interview with you. So you got to tell the universe what you want, right? So if anyone knows him, feel free to share it. Hopefully he likes what I have to say and will want to be on the show. Anyways, um, if you listened to the last episode, you're likely clear on why your business does what it does, its purpose, and the core values that are alive within your organization. So next, we're going to establish a vision for where you're headed. But really, in order to do that, you have to get clear on what it is that you do. And you might have already done this, right? So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to create your vision. And then we're going to talk about really setting a strategy to execute to hit your vision and then how to really make it come to life with your team. So keep tuning in. Even if you feel like you have your vision, you might you might find some, some good takeaways from this. So the point of a vision is to really have everybody on your team moving in the same direction towards the same goal. And really it explains how your company is going to live out the mission that you've created. So you're going to want to start with answering the question, what do we do? And when you do this, you're probably going to come up with like something kind of boring and a little bit generic. And honestly, that's quite okay because you're really just describing what it is, you what, what you do without really making any fluff. And the answer to this question may change over time, which really makes sense if you think about it businesses, markets, and industries evolve over time. So your, how, like what you do may change over time, right? As you're doing different things, have working with clients in different ways, offering different products, industries change drastically. Recruiting from when I started 16 years ago is so much different than how we do it now, right? And so it's going to change over time. So it's worth like revisiting this, you know, every five years or so. Um, But I think it's super important to know that what doesn't change over time are your core values. Those stay the same, 
Usually your mission is, stays pretty similar too, but that may change. But the core values that we established and talked about in the last episodes, episode, excuse me, those don't change. So you're going to want to think about, as you're thinking about your vision, so moving on to vision, I feel like I've talked so much about core values and mission, especially from the last episode. It's just so important, but we're going to continue down the train of talking about vision. So you want to think about where you want to go. Like what is the end game? What's the end result? How are you going to know if you made it? How are you going to, what does success look like? How are, what's the evidence going to be of of success? Um, And you want to think about that. Um, And so you're going to have another opportunity, which super exciting to take this away. Actually, I have a pro tip that my friend Kelly, um, who owns Kayla Gray, this amazing um, perfume brand, um, and also happens to be one of my good friends, but she had this idea and I think it's phenomenal. She takes herself on a quarterly meeting or every quarter she goes to this really awesome spa here in Phoenix. We did it together and gets a spa treatment, stays in the spa area all day and does business planning. And it's a write-off and it's so freaking amazing. It's brilliant. So maybe you do that. Maybe you take yourself on a spa day with a few of your team members and you do some, some, some company planning, create your vision and strategy. So just throwing it out there. I loved it. And I'm doing it every quarter. I actually did it last month when I was in green Bay. So you're going to have an opportunity to reflect and get intentional about where you want to go. So the best way to do this is to think about your business in five years. A lot of, a lot of books and and coaches say 10 years, but let's be honest, if you're a pretty small business, five years feels like a stretch, right? So if you can go 10 years out more power to you, but for me, I can't think about my business 10 years out. I think about five years out and that I can still create some juicy goals and you're going to set a BHAG. That's what we called it at Lululemon. And I, it basically stands for a big, hairy, audacious goal. So you're going to set a five-year goal and setting the goal will help you think about really like the bigger vision of of the company, right? So set a BHAG that you want to hit in your business within the next five years. And so some way it might, that might just be too hard to just sit down, right? So I'm going to give you some, some questions that may get the juices flowing. So when you're thinking about your business in the future, think about some of these questions. Imagine a future, a future world in which your business is competing well, or is dominating a market, crushing a market. Like what does that future world look like? And what is your business doing? Second question. What does the world look like? Can you get there, right? I think about the world of restaurants. Can you, like my boyfriend and I were actually talking about this this weekend. Like in five years from now, there's going to be so much more automation. Like the world is going to look a lot different in that that space. Um, so how are, how are you going to get there if, if you're a franchise owner of a fast food restaurant, right? Um, and if uh, another thing you could think about, like, or I guess you're going to want to question things. So like thoughts that come to mind are like, if one of the questions you or answers you have or or goals you have is you want to double your comf- company's profit in five years, what what would that entail? Like, do you need to be in a different location? Do you need different service offerings, different products, more products, less products? Um, do you have more employees? And 
you know, what would that look like? And how would you partner with your clients, right? Right? Like, is there a different way that you would partner with your clients? So as you're starting to think about the goal, uh, or once you think about the goal, then you want to start to think about these other questions to help you think about what your vision may look like. And what's helpful to do here is to do a gap analysis exercise. I'm drawing on all of my MBA studies for, for these episodes too. Um, I guess it was worth that, that those student loans after all, right? Um, for this podcast episode. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Anyways, I digress. Um, what we're talking about. Oh, gap analysis. So do a gap analysis might be helpful. So it's a simple exercise where you assess your current performance to that of where you want to go or you want to be at. So you can answer these questions, which would be super helpful. One is where are we now? Where do we wish we were? And how are we going to close that gap? That is the most critical part of that question. And have your team participate in this, right? Where are we now? Where do we want, where do we want to go? Where do we wish we were? How are we going to close this gap? And that will help you get a gap analysis. Um, it'll help you really get a clear picture of, okay, we're not here. We want to go here. What do we need? So you're going to think about like the team that we need the technology we need, what kind of platform do we need? What kind of products do we need? Like thinking about those things will definitely help. And so a vision statement really, just to kind of circle back to what a vision statement is, it paints a picture of how the world will be different if your company were to achieve your goals that you've set. And it's not generic, but it's really unique to your business. Um, it's feasible yet ambitious and it's really important that you like manage that balance because you want employees to be inspired to work towards like a meaningful challenge or, or task, but they also want to believe that the goal can be reached. If, if you don't feel like a goal can be reached, you don't really pay attention to it and it's hard to really drive towards it. So you want it to be feasible yet ambitious. And then um, um, in contrast, um, like a, a very general, like mundane vision statement, like will not get the level of enthusiasm you need to reach your ideal income. So if it's just like, oh, we're going to double our revenue, <laughs> like, okay, great. And then how do you rally the troops around that? Right. Um, you got, you, you really want it to be exciting and ambitious and something that the team can rally behind. So that is how you create a vision statement and, and a vision. It doesn't even have to be a vision statement. It really can just be your vision of where you want the company to go um, and how you're going to get there. And so next up is like really creating the strategy for your team or really like the strategy can just be boiled down to be called your plan for success. Um, and so we're going to move on and talk about that now. And so when you look at your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal that you set for five years and your vision for how you're going to get there, you're going to want to set a series of smaller, shorter range goals that you can aim towards so that you can, you know, make incremental steps. And so if you set a five-year goal, you want to set another one that you want to create in three or hit within three years. And this is where the book Traction really comes in, um, and I really like some of the stuff that that 
um, Gina recommends in that. Um, and so re it's recommended you set a revenue goal and a profit goal, which um, really is good because it's like sets an end goal that's tangible and as well as a deadline. And then it allows you to create metrics from it that you'll track to inform how you're doing towards hitting those goals, right? So it could be, you know, you think about a revenue goal and a profit goal you want to hit, and it could be number of clients, um, like you could think of different metrics. So here are the different metrics that you could think of that you can track that relates to, that will help inform if you're on track. So the revenue goal, um, you know, may really be swayed by the number of clients, um, the deal sizes, maybe the like amounts of products sold. Um, it could be like the amounts of products shipped. Um, it could be, you know, increasing margins. Maybe there's a margin number there, right? Because that ties, revenue is great unless you're making no money on it and your profit's low. So you got to think about that. There's there's a bunch of different things that, um, metrics that you can track that go into hitting that revenue goal. So you're going to want to list out what all of those could be and then figure out ways to start tracking them. And then you're going to want to take a few minutes to write down a few bullet points about what your business will look like in three years after you meet some of the numbers and the goals that you just created. So um, things that you're going to think about is like, again, how many people are going to have to be on the team? Um, are you working remote? Are you in an office? How big does the office have to be? What What's your warehousing look like? Do you need to keep it the same? Do you need to change it? Um, do you need a new, to switch to a new, you know, platform for marketing or for sales? Um, does the customer base need to change? Do you need to just get more of the same customers? Do you need to change customers? Do you need to offer new products and services? Um, you know, think about those things and what needs to happen in order for you to hit some of those goals and start to have those metrics trend in a direction that you're going to hit those goals. So you're going to want to, and I guess another note I'm going to say is like, if you do have members on your team who are considered to be more leaders on the team, or maybe not, they're just really involved in the business. It's always nice to have people involved in this process who are on your team and you can have everybody come together to create their own bullets. And then you can, um, come together to really like bullet or bullet it down, <laughs> like move it down, um, streamline it down. I don't know why I can't think of a better word for that, um, to the core ones. Um, and it's, it's really great because if people, if you do involve your team in this, they're going to be a lot more bought into it, right? So involving as many people as you can in this process allows them to be a part and feel a part of the build, not just you coming on and being like, this is what I've decided. This is what you're going to do. Like the more you can involve your team in creating some of this, if you have a team that you feel like um, is going to be with you for a while, the better for sure. So getting everyone involved, creating those bullet points on what needs to happen in your business for you to hit your three-year goals um, and, and those metrics, um, you're going to boil it down to, you know, a handful, maybe 10, um, and you really want to get, get, you want to visualize, like, what does the business look like? Um, and actually, um, I want to, 
I am going to take a minute and get a little woo here, but, you know, write it all out and then everybody visualize it together. Like really feel it in your bones, like speak it into existence and do this a lot. And for this, at the sake of founding a little, sounding a little bit woo woo y like I believe, and I've seen it time over time again, what you what you think you create, what you imagine you create, what you speak you create. So don't forget that. Like make sure that your team is like feeling it in the core. And the more of you who believe it's possible and are doing it together, the more you're putting into the world and the more it's going to happen um, and the more quickly it will happen. So definitely do that. I don't talk a lot about that kind of stuff on here and I should um, because I've seen it happen firsthand in, in my business for sure. So once you've done your three year, once you've done all of the work around the three year, you know, goal and what you need to do to get there, you're going to create a one year plan. So that's literally just three to seven priorities that have to be completed within the year to be on track to hit your three year goal. Make sure they're smart, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Make sure they are smart. There's, you know, measurable actions and outcomes attached to them. And then once you've created all of those, you're going to do the most critical thing. What is most important right now? If everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. You've heard that before. The same is true in your business. So of those seven, three to seven priorities that tie into your three-year plan, that tie into your five-year plan, that tie into your long-term vision, what is the most important right now? You need to make sure you do that because your employees will end up, if you don't, your employees will get pulled in different directions, lack the clarity they need to make decisions. You'll have a handful of important priorities, but nothing will be, you can have a handful of important ones, but you have to have only one that is the most important. Um, and so think about it, you know, if we accomplish one thing during the next three to six months, what would it be? And then decide what's most important right now, um, because then you're going to be able to make strides to making it happen and get everybody moving in the right direction. So that's how to set a strategy. And then the last step is to complete a document. It can be a, your business's vision and goals document. Um, ideally, everything can fit into like one, one or two pages, and it should include your company's mission your core values. You can even include your permission to play values so that people know like how they're expected to behave. Your five-year goal, your BHAG, your three-year goals, and then your one-year plan with the core priorities and what's most important right now. Go over that document with everyone on your team. Review it with all new hires on their first day. Bring it up during every team meeting, one-on-one, -on -one, during, you know, annual planning, quarterly planning. Pull it up whenever decisions are being made. Have monthly meetings where you discuss, like, how on track you are to hitting your top priorities. And once you hit them, establish your next top priority. Like, once you knock one out, great. What's the next prior top priority? And focus on that and drive towards that. Um, and revisit all of these quarterly and when you're making your next annual plan. So each year you'll create a new annual plan that's driving your new one-year plan that's driving towards your three-year goals. And the biggest thing I can say is refer to the document a lot and make it come to life within your organization. Don't just create it once, share it once, and never refer to it again. You have to communicate things like five times in five or so many times, but bring it up 
during everything. And if you, the leader, bring that document up when you're having big discussions and decisions, your team is going to learn from you. They learn from what you do, not what you say. So do it, bring it up, talk about it, and your team will do it too. And it'll make sure everybody's in alignment and moving in the right direction. So if you're listening and thinking, what the heck? do I need to do? Or you're driving and you're like, oh, I missed all of that. Or I spoke too fast because I tend to do that. Don't worry. I've got some downloadable worksheets linked in the show notes to help walk through setting your vision, your goals, and how to create a one pager for your team. So thanks for tuning in. And next on the list is a meaty conversation all about creating and running effective meetings. Super exciting. Everyone's favorite word, the M word. Um, We'll chat with you very soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.